Hello and welcome to the Foxworthy Podcast. We're back for episode 53, Survivor Game Changers Recap, week five of the show. And today with me, he's a man and I'm a man. It's Tyler B. Commons. Uh, I'm definitely a man and I'm ready to talk about the crazy man-on-man action that happened on Mana. But this was a big week for Survivor, the arguably greatest survivor of all time finally got voted out that's sandra sandra diaz twine i think zeke was put it well when he mentioned that how many people have thought oh we could get rid of sandra later Mm -hmm. (laughs) and never had the chance to so so they, they finally did she was targeted a lot she appeared in five of the six tribal councils in these first five weeks i think either four or five and avoided the target for as long as she could and managed to take out the other two winners on her own. So still very impressive. We'll talk about her in a little bit, but they also mixed the tribes up this week. We got new tribes down to two again, which is probably always better anyway, but we're looking at a mana tribe with Sierra, Aubrey, Michaela, Troyzan, Sari, Brad, and Haley. That's five women, two men, and four people who were together before. I can't remember the, which tribe they were on, but Brad, Haley, Michaela, and uh, Sierra were together. Was Aubrey with them too? I don't recall. Um, no, I do not believe so. I think so. Aubrey was with the Sandra Thai tribe. Correct. And that tribe will be interesting. I alluded to this a minute ago, but Brad and Troy Zan, I guess, think they're going to align just because they're both men and there's five women against them i don't know but the nuku tribe is now varner zeke andrea ozzy sarah ty and debbie who's replacing sandra after her extended stay on exile island so no can we really even call it exile island because debbie <laughs> debbie self describes it as a yacht and she has food and a hammock so i don't think it i mean I'm interested to see if she tells anyone else how great it was. I wouldn't if I were her. Yeah, but I mean, that's a safer bet, but we'll, I uh, think... We'll yeah. talk about her trip in a couple minutes, I think, because it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, very odd in a lot of ways, but real quick, I'll run through the fantasy update. We're getting better <laughs> at picking. We are now 9 for 24. We all picked JT last week, and three of us picked Sandra this week. If you've listened, you can you can guess who the one person who didn't pick Sandra was. It's the same person who had JT number one in his power rankings the week that he got voted out. But we're getting better at that. So trying to back up our bona fides here, I guess. And uh, yeah, we're definitely we're definitely moving up and just becoming experts at this season. It takes you a while to settle in and you know find your hitting streak and your groove. Yeah, Ty with the Ty's always on those baseball analogies. I'm sure he's got a baseball game on in the background as we speak. I just love baseball. But our standings are also tightening. Everybody's within 11 points. Ty's in first. I am in second. Levi's in third. Jordan's in last. And as I've mentioned before, basically we're just each allotted 10 points to gamble with on who's going to get voted out each week. So it's hanging tight there. And then our actual teams are starting to narrow a little bit. Ty and Jordan are down to four. Me and Levi are down to three. 
Ty's got Ozzy, Andrea, Jeff, and Ty, who are all on the same tribe. <laughs> Jordan's got Michaela, Haley, Brad, and Debbie. And I have Aubrey, Sarah, and Sierra. And Levi has Sari, Zeke, and Troyzan. So those are our teams. I mentioned the tribes a minute ago. How are you feeling about our power rankings this week, Ty? Power rankings this week. I there's some curveballs and some crazy things that happened. I actually do have a full five for the first time, I think, all season. Wow. So get ready, settle in. Number one. I'm ready. <laughs> number one, I'm gonna say Brad. I still think he's on top, even though in the preview for next episode, he kinda looks like he's getting shaky. He looks like he's crying uh, in the preview. He does. And actually, uh two of my top five don't look like they're gonna have great episodes. Because they mention Ozzy might be in trouble, but he sneaked into my top five this week. My number two, I put uh, Troyzan because Troyzan still has that pocket idol, and he made a valuable partner this week in Brad. Just two men, and I don't know, they're just two men hanging out on an island, and they love being two men among three women or five women or however many they got left. They're just two men. Um, in third place, I have Zeke. I think Zeke kind of ran the show this week with the uh what was it mana i can't ever remember which one it is oh no yeah, nuku he's on nuku it was, it was nuku yeah i think zeke was secretly the voice of reason behind nuku making their vote in their switch and he's also kind of brought jeff under his wing in kind of the same way that brad had ty earlier but so he's into my top five now Ozzy, like I said, number four. And number five, uh, maybe not the most popular pick, but the man did find two idols this week and three in the last five days oh, or no. something. Oh, no. And I got, I know, I have Ty in the top five. Wow. Yeah, I, big change up. I cannot in good conscience, in, what am I saying? In good conscience, put Ty in my power rankings. It's not a popular pick, but I think later on I'm going to try and make the argument just to kind of play devil's advocate that he maybe had the most brilliant tribal council ever this week, but it was accidental because I don't, I still don't so actually clueless. think he's fantastic at it. I know. So clueless. So that is my top five. Well, this is interesting, I think. We're at a weird point in the game where it's a lot of shifting alliances and tribes, obviously, and hard to say who's really in power right now and who's not. But I, the reason mm -hmm. that I have Zeke number one is because it seems very obvious that he does have a lot of power right now. Mm -hmm. And having been the first person to ever orchestrate a vote out of Sandra in Survivor history was pretty impressive. So I put him up at number one. Mm -hmm. I paired Sarah with him, actually. Put them one and two. Just because oh. that tribe had been quietly dominating... When they, yeah. were, when they were one of the three tribes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now that they're together, they seem to be really strong. So I think good things were happening over at the Tavua beach. Tavua. And now they're showing what they got with everybody else. So I was really impressed with those two. I had them one and two. I put Sandra number three just because <laughs> I was so impressed. <laughs> we'll talk about her in a minute. But I was just so impressed with her. And she still seems like she has more power than people that are actually on the island. She's so, still top five. 
I left her in my top five for one more week as a as a nice goodbye to arguably the greatest survivor of all time. Brad, I put number four only because I'm unsure of where he stands now because he made it sound like he's more uncomfortable with where he stands now. Mm-hmm. But I think he's had a good track record at this point, so wanted to leave him in there somewhere. And then I went ahead and put Sierra number five because if I'm going to put her right next to him during a regular week, then in a week where he feels like she's one of the five women, then I'll kind of leave her in there, you know? Mm-hmm. And I can, the only other people I really considered were Troy Zan and Ozzy, I think. I think you make a good point having Sierra up there because in the episode they make sure Brad says, all right, I got me, Sierra, and Troy Zan as my solid three, and then it's kind of gathering others around them. And if Sierra is truly in that position where she can either go with the women or go with Brad, we know mm-hmm. from many seasons of this show that being the decision maker is a very nice place to be. I don't right. know how well that usually plays out by the end, but it's always a comfortable spot to be. Remember the the couple who was boring and kept just destroying everyone because they were in the middle the whole time? John and... I can't remember what her name was. I never can. Yeah, but I know exactly who you're talking about. Without further ado, let's get into our five minutes on Sandra because this is it. This is the end of Sandra. Can you believe it? I I can't. I I hoped for it and I longed for it and it finally happened and now I'm like the high of seeing her go is worn off and now I'm kind of like sad that the best player, like you said, possibly ever is gone. This she, really uh, is exactly like sports where you have a team like like the New England Patriots or something mm-hmm. where everyone hates them and desperately wants them to lose but the years that they get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs or something everyone mm-hmm. all of a sudden realizes oh this is way less interesting now that the Patriots are out. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of a love to hate kind of thing and once they're gone you realize how much you took it for granted how fun it was to have them there. And I think we're right. going to feel that without Sandra, probably. Yeah, I don't really know which player right now uh, I'm going to have to like vote against each week. Which player I'm going to not be excited. I'm going to be excited they're there, but I'm not going to be excited because I don't really like them. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like there's not really the the villain typecast left. Oh, let the editors do their work, Ty. I know. Zeke might be an evil criminal mastermind. We might find that out. I but think it I really do... says it all about Sandra, where Jeff was interviewed this week by The Hollywood Reporter, and he basically just said, I don't really have any criticisms of her game. Her, she just... He said her inability to be soft and snuggle up with people once in a while might be her weak spot. But... Mm. She just is so in control. He mentioned in his interview that he wonders whether she plans out different scenarios in her head before coming out or whether she just has an animal instinct to know how to react. (laughs) (laughs) And either way, she is brilliant at it, whichever way it is, right? No, 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 definitely. I think that even this episode, you could see the the two sides of her because as soon as the the merge happened and her and Jeff kind of got on bottom... I wrote some quotes down. She was like, I ain't even scared. Give me a day or two and I'll be running things over here. Like, you you have to be partially crazy and, like, super confident and arrogant 
to like say those things. You're, you're on the bottom clearly, like there's no majority and there's no chance like unless someone else messes up and you're still confident that you can win it. And then there's a point later on in the episode, she's talking to Ozzy and Sarah, I believe it is. And they're sitting here talking and she's like, yeah, we got to get Ty off, blah, blah, blah. She's trying, she's trying to work some strategy. And Ozzy goes, you know, she is really smart. And Sarah goes, yeah, it's so dangerous because she just sucks you in. Like she makes these great, brilliant points to against other people. And She's so good at misdirecting like people's fear of her and turning it into fear of others. And the work she did in Final Tribal, or not Final Tribal, but in Tribal Council, even I was convinced, wow, you know, maybe they should get rid of Ty. He's a wild card. They have no control of him. Mm-hmm. Like she had tricked the viewer into it also. she, Her work in that Tribal Council was really something else. She sat oh. down and said, well, Jeff, you know, I think I'm going home, blah, blah, blah. But little did everyone know, she was just slowly, slowly roping in Ty to make him look like a fool. <laughs> and eventually, something happened where Ty was just dumbstruck all of a sudden. And Jeff was like, you look confused. And he's like, I'm just, I don't know. I thought we were voting for someone. I don't know who we're voting for now. <laughs> and Sandra is just like, hey, just tell me who to vote for and I'll do it. And then Ty <laughs> thinks for what appears to be a couple seconds, leans over and whispers into her ear to vote for Ozzy. And then chaos briefly ensued where everyone started leaning over and saying, oh, what's going on? And then all of a sudden Ty announced to everyone what he whispered to Sandra. And she had done what she intended to do, which was just cause a little bit of chaos and try to shift the target onto someone else. It was really something to watch, especially when Ty turned around and started whispering whispering to Varner and she started mouthing Ozzy to everyone and pointing at Ozzy. It was just... She's mm. just the greatest, man. She's really good at it. And right after Ty was doing that, they edited it in. Um, she has, like, the biggest smirk of, like, I am the best person ever to play this game. Everyone stand in awe of me. And, like, she she is. She's just so brilliant when she... Sorry, your five-minute timer is kind of throwing <laughs> me off. I, it's just... It's brilliant to watch her work, even though she's not... She's kind of the villain typecast, even though she's so good at the game. So we're out of time on Sandra, and that, I guess, will be the end of her. But I'll leave you with this quote that I read from her in an interview with the TV Guide. She said... Mm-hmm. They asked her if she had any regrets about the way that she played this time. There's nothing I wish I could have done differently, because there was <laughs> nothing really that I feel that I did wrong in my game. I watch this game season after season, and you always learn and take things away from each episode, but I don't think I would have done anything different. I got I hated that I went to four out of five tribal councils, and finally at the sixth, they got me, but at the end of the day, all that stuff is out of my control. So I don't think there's anything I would have changed about how I played the game. Let her go out her way, huh? Yeah, and I think I think you could see it, because when she went out, you know, Jeff goes, after 94 days... The tribe has finally spoken. And then, like, everybody gives her a standing ovation as she's walking out. Like, they know. Game respect game, man. It's like LeBron James just walked out of the NBA Finals early. Like, you're still going to applaud him. You might not like him, but he's so great, you have to respect what he brings to the game. Or you have to respect, in this case, what Sandra brings to the game. Man, we're on it with the sports analogies say, Look what happens when Levi leaves. I know. I can't wait to pull a Masters one in. 
Next, we're going to talk about people with no chance. And <laughs> with all the shifting around this week, I, I didn't really have much to add to this. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think... I, I still just have Ty on my list of people with no chance. He definitely increased his chance of making it to the end because he now is carrying two idols around. Mm-hmm. But I still would just be just baffled if he won the whole thing because watching him in that final tribal it was kind of an overwhelming sensation of here are six people who are really good at this and one person who has no idea what's going on and that's great for tv and great for chaos and confusion but it's not great for winning and i don't expect that yeah well here's i think i'm gonna bring in my argument now of why ty could be the most brilliant player ever if he could (laughs) If they could figure out how brilliant he is. So Ty has two idols and he brings one to tribal council. I think a brilliant power play in a, in one sense could be you throw everyone off so much, the whole tribe votes for you. Then you have a free choice to pick off anyone you want. In his case, it was Ozzy. So if he had succeeded in totally ruining his plan by whispering to Sandra and blah, blah, blah. And like, if he could play everyone's emotions that strong, which I don't think he's actually doing on purpose, but if it was purposeful, that could be the most brilliant, most powerful move ever is like, Oh, I get two free vote outs by getting people mad at me. Like, I think that's a brilliant thing that I wish Ty understood that he could do just to just to add another a new level into the show that I feel like I've never seen. Do I actually believe Ty's that brilliant? No, sadly. But I was when I was watching Tribal this week, I was just having this feeling of like Ty could secretly be a criminal mastermind and like a genius who is gonna gonna run this entire Tribal Council and he's gonna get his way because he made everyone so mad at him, you know? Except that, you know, all signs point to the contrary. <laughs> I I wish that were true. Because there were definitely moments during the final tribal where you start to realize, wow, you know, if he plays his idol, it's his choice who goes home, basically. Mm-hmm. But he didn't do that. He actually didn't even play his idol at all, which was surprising. I, I guess I did read in an interview with Sandra that he seemed to be palming his idol in his pocket the whole time and i think there might have been more awareness that he had it than was shown on the episode Mm -hmm. so that could be why he was so comfortable not playing it and why the tribe decided to stick with sierra anyway but it's i think it also had something to do with zeke's steady hand over the whole thing because re-watching it it seemed like he was really in control even when ty was losing it it seemed like zeke was like listen be loyal we're gonna do this and it's gonna work out (laughs) he was definitely the calm voice of reason and i do think uh one thing that made this week uh tribal council more this week's tribal council more intense was the fact that jt went home with an idol last week and then they immediately jumped to the next tribal where you think ties on bottom and he also doesn't play his idol so you think two weeks in a row someone with an idol has screwed up and they're going home it just just made for really good television is really engaging i will say nothing against ty i just whenever he goes home i feel like the quality of gameplay is going to improve dramatically Mm -hmm. because you'll be able to see people 
sort of at their smartest debating with each other. And just to be fair, Ty said in this episode, I'm not very smart. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not totally just inferring here. He, he, he said it himself. And he followed that up with telling Varner that they were going to vote for Sandra. I, th- I think they actually played him saying, I'm not very smart. And then two seconds later, he was telling Varner that they were going to vote out Sandra. Just... Is he on your list, or who? Did, who's on your people with no chance? People with no chance. Well, I do simultaneously have Ty in my top five, and on people with no chance. <laughs> I kind of think Michaela doesn't really have a chance. I think she's going to stick around for a while, but I, I don't know if Aubrey's going to be able to convince others that she needs to go home because she's kind of just. The way JT and the way she said, like, they they have to babysit her at camp. She doesn't really offer a lot, you know? She's arrogant. She's hard to work with. And maybe if that argument goes through, then she might be someone who doesn't have a chance. But I think those are kind of the only two. I think because we talked a little bit about Debbie last week in this segment, this might be a good time to talk about whether she shifted our opinions on her much with her little Exile Island getaway (laughs) yeah more than anything because i think my mom had her on her people with no chance list last week Mm -hmm. and i've sort of held off on that just because she hadn't interacted with so many people yet but basically when they reshuffled the tribes there were 15 people as we talked about last week and they shifted it to seven seven and one Debbie being the one who had to go to Exile Island and suffer and then meet up <laughs> with the losing tribe after tribal council. But turns out Exile Island was like a feast on a boat and she got visited by Cochrane and got an advantage, basically. It was the most pleasant exile experience I've ever seen. Yeah, and it was it was kind of brilliant because they they brought Cochran there to talk strategy and to give her an advantage, which I'm sure we'll touch on her advantage in a minute. And then they kind of did some Cochran confessional times, and I think Cochran kind of I'm not gonna say it was forced to say because I don't think they forced him, but he was. It seemed like he was searching for good things to say about Debbie's chances moving forward. You know. It was hard not to think about how many people would have been more interesting to have in that exile thing. Debbie, she just strikes me as sort of unable to adjust her game properly because she kept saying, oh, I have no worries. This, this, and this, I'm great. And Cochran's like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Yeah, I actually took a note and I said, Debbie gives arrogant answers and Cochran sees right through it. And then like in his confessional, he goes, her fatal flaw is overconfidence. So yeah. it's like she doesn't have she doesn't have control. And I think I'm this could totally be projecting. But when she stands up and like starts hugging Cochran and kissing and then like immediately cries, like I feel like that's almost the instability of last week coming through into this week, too. Like maybe some stuff is happening out on the island and she's like she she seems like she's putting on a strong face because like that's what she's been told to do. But like something inside of her is like screaming out like I'm done. I don't I don't know how to win. I don't know how to play. I don't know. It's definitely a lot more going on there I think than we're mm-hmm. seeing. How how great would this show be if it was just 2 hours every week? Just oh, two man. full hours. HBO. Curse <laughs> words and everything. 
That, that's a good idea for them to make some uh, some extra money. We had a podcast after dark. Maybe they need Survivor after dark. Mm. 11 p.m. HBO. <laughs> oh, be careful. She was offered something during her exile trip, which was she a was. choice between fake immunity, like a fake immunity idol building kit, an extra vote, or a tribe advantage, which I don't think was explained. But Mm-mm. given those three selections, which one would you choose? I think if if I felt comfortable enough with whichever social tribe I went back to, the only possible change I would have done from what Debbie did was pick the tribe advantage. But that's still, I mean, you can maybe make friends saying, oh, I got us this advantage when I could have done blah, 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 or blah, blah, blah. But I think she made the right choice in taking the extra vote. I think the extra vote is the most powerful, um, especially if you secretly play it and you're on, you know, you're on the bottom. You can force a tie, and if she forces a tie, you know, it can save herself because they immediately go to rock draw where the or those two can't go home. So um, it's hard you not can to pick that. Yeah, the fake idol is just totally. I feel like they wanted three for some reason. Survivor keeps pushing this idea three, and I can't figure out why. Three tribes, three options, but really only those two seem like the two that would be useful. Maybe they're just taking lessons from their pastors. Always, You always got to work in threes. Every good sermon has three points. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Let's get into our last couple things here. Uh, Jeff Probst's moment of the week. What did you choose? Oh, Jeff Probst's moment of the week. I'm not going to lie. I totally forgot about this segment, so I... <laughs> I don't have one prepared. You know, I actually don't really have a Jeff Probst moment of the week. You failed us he, this week, Jeff. You failed us. Yeah, you got to give us more. Come on, man. He had We had such high hopes after that opening shot of him <laughs> standing on the shipwrecked boat. <sighs> what a bummer that's been. He can make up for it. He's got a lot of time. He's got several weeks to go. Still the greatest reality host of all time. What about social uh, takeaway? What, what was your social takeaway? You said you had a good one prepared this week. My social takeaway? I actually... I might have actually done this right. It's not just comparing myself to other people. My social takeaway, I said, quote, Americans are fat and lazy and can no longer do monkey bars, and that's a problem. Because in the challenge, the first part of it is they have to, well, they have to swim to this platform and then do monkey bars, but, like, there's a rope underneath the monkey bars. I don't remember that when I was a kid. <laughs> that's not monkey bars. That's walking with your hands above your head. This is a problem because this challenge was BS. They were just walking across a rope with extra support holding on to bars above them, and they called it monkey bars. Like, yeah. Get over yourselves. I could go over monkey bars when I was, like, five years old. It's just it, crazy. I will say it was a physically demanding challenge, though. Like, pushing the sled up the, that the look beach difficult. looked like everybody was drained. I think uh, Troyzan just fell and collapsed as soon as they got to the puzzle. But, yeah, that's my social takeaway is... People need to be able to do monkey bars no matter what age you are up to a certain point. My social takeaway is overconfidence is poison. (laughs) We alluded to this a minute ago with Mm -hmm. Debbie just being way too arrogant and Cochran trying to talk her down. Yeah. It applies to Varner in this episode also. He seemed very confident that Sandra was not going to go home and was wrong and now seems to be all alone. So I... I think when you're on Survivor, it seems like one of the most important things is to constantly be aware that you could be going home. I think most survivors who succeed will tell you that. 
because mm-hmm. as soon as you get comfortable, you're gone. Right. As soon as you as soon as you feel you're in control, unless you're someone like Sandra, which surprisingly, I think she said this was the first tribal she ever went to where she didn't feel in control, and it was the one she got sent home. So. With the exception of her, I think once you feel safe, that's when you're most likely to go home. I made this my social takeaway because I think it applies to life, too. Mm-hmm. You know, once you get too confident and you're walking around acting like you're... I'm trying not to curse. You're walking around acting like you own the place. You're like your hot stuff? You're just Like your hot stuff. You're just going to anger other people. They're not going to want to work with you. It's just a, it's a toxic way to go about your life. So hashtag stay humble. Hashtag be lit and stay humble. <laughs> hashtag blessed. <laughs> so let's look toward next week. I need to start coming up with some segues because I feel like my segues right now are just so here's what's next. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I think I, I'll help you out. We'll figure it out. So yeah, next week, preview from the next from the next episode. We get someone talking about slitting Ozzy's throat. Hopefully not. Hope yeah, hopefully not actually. We like really a have goat. to go to HBO if that was gonna happen. <laughs> we get a shot of Brad crying, which what do you feel about that? My take on that was that we might be getting a medevac situation. Mm-hmm. Or at least something close to it where Doctor what's his name, the doctor? <laughs> Dr. Uh, Joe. 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 Dr. Joe. Yeah, Yeah. Dr. Joe comes out and is looking at Haley because she's so skinny that she can barely move anymore. (laughs) And everyone's crying because they're like, oh, we can't lose Haley. And then he's like, all right, you're fine, Haley. And then she goes back. Mm Because I think when there's an actual medevac, they usually tease it a little more than that. But who knows? Maybe they will. Yeah. And then I think the other thing they say is Varner season in. So Varner, who is currently sitting on the bottom of that tribe, next to Ty, because arguably they're both on the bottom, except Ty has two idols. Um, this is why may... you could make an argument that they should have voted out Ty, because leaving Ty there mm-hmm. puts you at a higher risk of Varner finds an in being a storyline. Because if they vote Ty out, You've got Zeke, Andrea, Ozzy, Sarah, and now Debbie. And you mm. can probably pick off Varner and Sandra with those people. But I guess you're also at risk of the merge happening. And then who knows after that? Because once you make the merge, that's when you've got some real power plays going on. Yeah. And I think uh, I think Varner's in is going to come in the form of Zeke. Because they had a, a few scenes of airtime where they were just like hanging out on a beach. Or they were cool back at camp, you know? So I think uh, King Zeke might be uh, bringing Jeff in. I guess he is royalty now that he took out the queen. I think that's how it works. Sounds sounds right to me. It's going to be an yeah. exciting week, though. It's been a pretty exciting season as far as just t- general TV entertainment goes. Yeah, and I think we're getting I think we're getting to the point where Survivor is the best. You know, I the think best. they're going to be <laughs> I think they're going to be done get going back from two or three tribes. I think they're going to get rid of. You know, a bunch of their gimmicky stuff. I can't see them sending anyone to exile anymore. I think we're going to be back to Survivor at its best, where it's two tribes going head-to-head. Hopefully they're even at the merge, but pro- it's probably not going to happen that way. And then people are picked off, and we're trying. We're learning who actually likes who, and the social game is going to play out more than the twist part of the game. And I think I'll let Sandra close us out, probably, just as some people to watch out for, because... 
in that interview <laughs> I referenced earlier, she specifically pointed out five people as some good players out there that are s- still a danger down the down the line. She oh. pointed out. She said, "You've still got Cole Pepper out there. You've still got Sarah out there. You still have Zeke out there. Aubrey, Troyzan. Interesting five. Interesting five. I wouldn't have thrown Troyzan and Aubrey. Appears like she's on the bottom, but you know she obviously knows more things than we do. So. And one of the interesting things from this interview is she alluded to the fact that they had been trying to get Aubrey out since like week one. There seems to be, if you go read the interview on TV guide with Sandra, she alludes to a lot of stuff happening that we have not seen. And it's pretty interesting. Yeah. It's going to be good. We're down to 14. The season's going so fast, man. It's going to be over before we know it. I know, but we still got uh, a lot of exciting things around the corner. Hopefully some special guests. We're talking, we're figuring some things out. We're working on it. We're working on it. We can always just have my mom back. We need a elder's take. (laughs) that's about it i think if you're looking for other podcasts to listen to we've been talking a lot about s-town off the air so go look for that people (laughs) yeah was it is this tripod month still or are we a month i don't know everyone was saying that (laughs) i think that was march i just felt like i just felt like i needed to say something about it since i've listened to seven hours of it yeah it's definitely brilliant and it's definitely very good journalistic storytelling in my point of view because i'm not a journalist so i love journalism we love journalism here at the foxworthy podcast as me and brian going back to the beginning met in journalism school so there you have it there you have it there's our plugs there's our interests thank you for joining us yeah come back and see us again we'll be here survivor will be here It's, it's just reliable sometimes you need reliable things in life right ty you always need reliable, otherwise you'll go crazy. Follow us anyway. on Twitter at FoxworthyPod. Follow me at Gaines Taylor. You can find Ty at Tyler B. Commons. That's it. That's all. Good night, Queen Sandra. We will see you next time. R.I.P. Foxworthy Podcast.